The following resource is presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. Welcome to Identity Matters Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Finney and I will be your host. The Believer Going Epic. We want to welcome our online listeners today. We are in the middle of a series that's called Identity for Eternity. Under that series, we've been talking about true grace, not this fake grace that has entered the church that gives people permission to sin. Within true grace, we have been talking about the power of the law and what the law is for. We have come to the point of being able to say that the law is the character of God. We've been using this little buzzword. Some of you know that I love capturing uh, popular trending tag words and entering them into our audio messages and our written articles. Epic is one of these tag words. And so if you know how to capture a tag word and how popular it is, then what we do is we take that word and we just simply enter it into our verbiage or our writing. So when people type in epic, if they're hunting for the epic movie, our stuff is going to show up. That's how it works. It's just a smart way of using the Internet. But at the same time, there is a powerful definition that is behind the term epic. Most people think of epic, they think of superheroes. Batman, Superman, and there are some far uglier ones that are out there that are not worth talking about. But we seem to be okay with talking about Batman and Superman, all the superheroes that are trying to save communities from the dark forces. Now, here's something that's very fascinating. Most Christians tend to react. They react to a preacher teaching on how to fight the power of darkness. Or we have some nasty stuff that comes in over Jack the Journey, believe it or not, because he is fighting the dark forest. But see, what they're not doing is they're not listening to the truth that sets them free. How the whole stories are constantly emphasizing the power of the living God living inside Jack because he's born again. If you want to keep your head in the sand and act like there's, there are not dark forces out there on the street and around your home and in your head, go ahead. Because you'll reap the consequences of that kind of thinking. The world even understands this principle of fighting darkness. But yet Christians, or those who are getting close to becoming indwelt Christians, they don't even want to entertain it. They want to leave their head in the sand and act like darkness doesn't exist. But yet, they will go and spend 
thousands of dollars on movies, DVDs, downloads, t-shirts, rings, jewelry, whatever, that emphasize superheroes. But they won't give a dollar to Jesus Christ. Or an hour. There's something wrong with that picture. I want to show you something about superheroes. Not only am I a pastor, I am a professional counselor, and I've been a professional counselor for over 30 years. I've done in-depth studies on children's toys. I used to travel and, and give lectures on the power of influence of visuals, starting with toys and cartoons and so forth and so on. The way to control a child's mind is through what I'm going to show you. It is the way to control a child's mind. Why do you get up every day, or if you're a grandparent, you enjoy sitting down with your, your grandchild and reading a storybook? Do you realize that 90% plus of children's storybooks are about superheroes. Whether it looks like a flying dog or whether it's a rabbit that is saving some kid or whatever. What makes the whole storybook work is superheroes. Now you can make these superheroes look like anything you want. Rabbits, flying dogs, or ugly creatures your pick but it works worked on you and it will work tomorrow and it's going to work 20 years from now but right now another statistic proves that people aren't reacting to dark looking characters they don't even react they don't they're, they're not this is the most wicked creature that has been introduced to our society the last six months what's his name who Dead pool. Listeners, if you're listening online and you're tempted to go to this new movie, Deadpool, do not do it. He eats people. He cuts people up. He does horrible things. And it has become the number one box office seller. Number one in history. He is the most wicked introduction to superhero now my point in that is if we start out early in the superhero we have this flying dog remember his name underdog and the whole goal of underdog was he was for the underdog he was one of the very first super superheroes but what started out as this innocent so to speak flying dog there were others before him but he was the one that became super superhero and it moves its way through childhood to the point where we can actually put the president of the United States in a cartoon series which is one of the most popular cartoon series on the internet now and it's very liberal and it's introducing politics to children that support his agenda. The proof is embarrassing. 
to our country. And these innocent-looking children-like characters moves its way into these very dark, dark, dark superheroes that you probably even have some t-shirts, at least from your past, in your drawer. You don't even realize where Spider-Man came from. Superman. Some of these innocent ones have got a very dark past. But here's the deal. It is the tree of knowledge. You have the tree of knowledge here. And is there good and bad of tree of knowledge? Or just bad? And that's what you're going to see in these characters. Good and bad. Which one they pick? (laughs) He doesn't care. It's going to produce death. How they got there from the most innocent to the most dangerous to now having characters that are being popularized where people are spending millions and millions and millions of dollars to say, I got to see that one. And as Janie told me, there's a sequel already being produced because of the popularity hit the top of the chart so fast. Of this most evil most evil superhero the world has ever seen. How in the world could they go and dig in their wallets and take out some money and go to that movie? And if you think those are just the unsaved people going to that movie, then you are naive. There are indwelt believers that are going to that movie. You think it's going to stop at the movie? Are you kidding? There's going to be kids drawing this character. There's going to be those stickums on the wall coming. There's going to be t-shirts. There's going to be hats. There's going to be costumes next Halloween. Publicly becoming an advertisement for the most evil superhero the world has ever seen. And in a few years, he'll be just another Batman. And I wonder who they're going to have in five years. Satan himself. Is that the goal here? That we keep bringing the child's mind down to when they become adults, they don't even react to the most evil character of them all? 602-292-2982. This is a horrific, offensive message to our listeners. The superhero deception has literally moved its fingers and its roots into every corner of society. People can not handle this message. Epic? Yeah. Anything to get people to eat from this tree We used to talk about apples dangling from this tree. Before I designed this tree, there was one single apple in the middle. So I just went and captured all the most popular superheroes and stuck them on the tree. You see, that's what the kids are pulling. Apples mean nothing to kids anymore when you tell them the story. It's boring to tell them Bible stories. Boring! 
They want to hear about these superheroes. So that's exactly what I'm going to do over the next few weeks. I'm going to push this thing hard and fast. That these kids are picking these this fruit from this tree and they think that this is a great superhero. They're, I'm already getting feedback of people saying, well, he's a good character, he fights evil. Really? See, that's all that has to be said is that that character is fighting evil. The yin and the yang is both evil. The dark side and the white side of the tree of knowledge is the same. You see, Satan comes as a Christ. A positive superhero. But see, three and a half years in, he changes faces. And what's he look like then? He'll make this, this guy that I showed you look like child's play. You know, they don't think it's funny in Pakistan to have someone cut off body parts. They don't think it's funny. They don't want to use their hard-earned money to go to a movie or to watch it on the internet of having people's arms and legs cut off. It's not funny to them. It's not humorous. It's not entertaining. But yet America spends millions of dollars to enjoy darkness. But if a preacher stands up and preaches on it, bye-bye, it's over. It's too much. Epic. In modern popular fiction, a superhero is a type of heroic figure possessing extraordinary talents, supernatural power, superhuman power, and is dedicated to moral, a moral goal for certain, to help the community or public. The Hebrew superhero is Gimel, which is pride, Yud, which is work, Bet, which is into house, Vav, this is add to, Resh, is a red-headed man or the highest or the head of the home, translates out as superhero in the Hebrew, translates out as pride working in the house added by the head of the home. The lazy fathers who are spiritually dull, bored by truth that is sharper than a two-edged sword, able to judge every thought and intention of the heart. And evil just kind of crept into that home, and that child is compelled by God to have a superhero. They're born that way. So are you. You were born with the desire and passion to have a hero, a superhero, a superhuman, beyond human strength, beyond human understanding. You want a God. Yes. A God. Well, 
If the head of the home is lazy, irresponsible, or dead as a doorknob, as they say, then the enemy's going to bring in a superhero. And any father that can just somehow call himself an indwell believer and watch their child be involved in superheroism is deceived. It's wrong. But somehow, it just doesn't work that way. So how can evil protect us from evil? How can Batman protect us from an evil world? If Batman has roots in demonism, how, how can this happen? Superman being from another planet. Planet. And this pod brings in this baby. It is the story of Christmas. To replace Jesus Christ being born. That's the root of Superman. And drops this baby. Birthed out of this pod. And becomes the Christ. That saves the earth. How can this be? It's a real question. Why would someone call upon an evil force to try to conquer the evil in their life? And be absolutely offended when they hear the name of Jesus. How could this be? What has happened to us? It's like someone going to a witch to fight off evil in their life. They're reading tarot cards to figure out how to deal with evil that's in their life. How does that work? It does work. You need to understand that. We are in the age today of the tree of knowledge of good and evil having absolute full control over the earth and its people. And even indwelt believers are being deceived. And the thing that annoys me the most and that I personally struggle with the most is after this message is done, there are going to be people first that are going to turn me off. That's expected. Secondly, there's going to be people that are going to forget it by the time they get to their hamburger. It will mean absolutely nothing to hear this. No conviction. No, oh my Lord, what have I done? No, what have I done to my children? What have I introduced them to? Why do I use evil to combat evil? No, there won't be any of that. They will kiss their superhero goodnight. I've got a picture I got off the internet of a little boy kissing a superhero on the wall. 
And the parent thought it was cute, took a picture of it, posted it probably on one of those social networks. Made me sick. That is our new generation. Okay, now let's talk about this whole concept of the law being like a little white pill. How many took your white pill this week? Okay, we got several that were honest. Now, whenever you are faced with behavior from someone else or from yourself, if you took your little white pill when you got up in the morning, Number one is you're going to want to fix them. You're going to want to change their behavior. You see, dark people have dark behavior. Rebellious people have rebellious behavior. Christ is life people have Christ is life behavior. If they walk after their flesh, they're going to have fleshly behavior. As in our Jack the Journey story. That was that whole teaching. All the stories of Jack have been so positive and he's been Mr. Victory Kid. We had to put in there a little reality check of Jack's suffering with the memories of his flesh. He wanted to take a little white pill, a law pill, to make him feel better by adjusting his attitude. It's called self-talk. So, the law pill is something you have to take externally to internally if you are an indwelt believer. Because once you became indwelt, you were set free from the law of sin and death. You were literally receiving Jesus Christ who fulfilled the law. He's saying there's no reason to take a pill every day. Then the gracialistic people just simply throw this medicine away and say it doesn't exist anymore since Jesus. <coughs> Wrong. The law is still a tutor to lead us to Christ. God wants them to get up every day and take that law pill and feel guilty, condemned, and wanting to be accepted and loved by any means besides Jesus Christ. So they take their law pill. It is external requirements trying to change your behavior or someone else's behavior. The end result is, what people don't realize is that when you ingest the law, it is to make you feel sick. There's so many scriptures that the early teachers refer to of what the law does to a human body. There's even one that's extremely overlooked out of Ecclesiastes where it says the writing of books is endless. The devotion to these books is weariness to the body. It will literally affect you physically if you become devoted to books. That's a deception I can do a complete sermon on. But we'll save that for another day. But what you need to understand is this little white pill called the law. If you threw your bottle of white law pills in the toilet or in the trash after you became born again, you were irresponsible. 
These law pills are to be used with those who are unsaved to lead them, to be a tutor, to lead them to Christ. The law is still in effect for the unbeliever. It's what is used by God to lead them to Jesus. And we're living in a world today where the gracilistic people are encouraging us to throw it out. And that is not a good plan. So the law of God, we have to admit, doesn't provide any life. We talked last week about the word vital is historically derived from the Latin word vita, which means life. That's why we use the term vitamin. You take a supplement to give you the sense of wellness. There is no other reason, and no one is going to convince me of this. I don't care if you're a health freak. I don't care if you're a doctor. I don't care if you're a nutritionalist. Nobody is going to convince me of anything other than this statement. That Vita supplements are used to give you a wellness feeling. And to stop the process of death. There is no other reason. None. There are people who have dedicated their entire lives to mastering Vita. Try to get life into your body through a pill or the way you eat. This is where I'm getting the illustration of the law pill. It's taking it like a supplement every day thinking somehow it's going to produce life. It's going to give you a wellness feeling, but here's the deception, folks. It does. When you fulfill the law inside your mortal being, it feels good for a moment. It does. Self-achievers feel great in life. People who buffet their body to give this feeling that kicks out hormones, endorphins, and whatever. They feel great, but they're still going to hell. So why are we trying to make people feel good as they're going to hell? I just don't understand that. I don't get that. It's easy for you to make this illustration work in your mind if I talk about vitamins. That's it's an easy connect for most humans. But when you look at the, the law pill being used as a supplement, as an indwell believer, people have a hard time connecting to that. Vita, life, external to internal to make you feel well when you're not. You're sick. Paul said there's nothing good in me Nothing besides Jesus Christ. And so what they want to do is take this law pill because it does make you feel like you are successful and you're accomplishing something. Most of you will toss one in tomorrow when you get up. Are you opinionated? Do you have your your mind set on why certain people act a certain way and what you can do about it to get it fixed? 
You took your law pill. Nobody can fix their behavior. Christ didn't come into you to change your behavior. He didn't. You think because you choose to sin that it somehow affects your relationship with Jesus. It doesn't. Not one bit. We have a very precious friend who murdered my best friend. That murder did not affect her relationship with Jesus Christ. Not one bit. And people have a hard time with that. I have received some messages from putting Missy's video out there this week of actual statements from some of my teachers and preachers that we are working together on with this message have come back to said, what evil man would do such a thing? How could they do it? And I had to reply with, hello? Evil people act evil. Why are we expecting behavior of Christ out of someone who is of darkness? See, the theology gets all mucked up in the heads of, of Christians when they hear these horrific actions. It's sad. Your sin, your behavior, does not affect Jesus. Christ in you. It just brings sorrow into your life. That's what it does. Better take that law pill before I go to the next slide. Because you're going to need it. The denial of the vital life purpose of the law is clear in the scriptures, says right out of Galatians 3, which is what, what uh, Shannon just read to us. If a law had been given which was able to impact life, then righteousness would have been based on the law. Christ would have been here and gone without any purpose. If his number one purpose was to say, you guys don't have to take this law pill anymore. And you think it's giving you a wellness feeling? It's killing you. And you don't have to take it anymore. They didn't get it, did they? There's a handful that did. The Peters and the Pauls. But even Peter was like, what's this guy talking about? <laughs> and, he, and he betrayed Jesus. And then ended up, that's why I wanted to show you that epic little uh, video clip, is that he ended up being a cornerstone in which a church can be built upon? How did that come out of Mr. Pilltaker? Because if you're able to make that switch in your mind from going vita, external to internal, to life of Christ that's already in me, what changed Peter was the fact of the upper room. He received the power of the Holy Spirit. He received vita inside of his body as a person, not as a pill. And it changed him forever. That is what we're talking about.
If we look into the Hebrew and literally slice up these words for Jesus saying, I am, and it's an identity statement. It's saying it is, it's in his fiber, it's in his making. I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Here's what it means in Hebrew. Way is delet, door or pathway. Resh, highest man. Vav, nailed. It's the same symbol it's used for the cross. Truth is he, to reveal. Aleph, first leader with strength. Mem, water that washes. Tav, again, sign or cross. Nailed to the cross. So now with way and truth, we have the highest man who's nailed to the cross. This is Hebrew. Then life is he, to reveal Chet, inner room. So you have the temple into three parts. What are they? I enter the courtyard with thanksgiving and praise. So you have the courtyard. You have the you have the priest where he does all the sacrificing which is the inner room and then you have the holy of holy rooms which is where the presence of God is. God, law, Jesus, grace, outer courts, thanksgiving. They all stay together. God does not say they go away. So Christ had to fulfill the law so the curtain could be ripped. So now the innermost room and the inner room are one room. And when you are praying, praising, singing, enjoying reading the word or hearing someone preach about the word, you are entering this room. You're going from just being thankful coming into the service to you're entering this room where the presence of the law and character of God is, the presence of grace, you're in there from within. So here's what we basically have. Jesus saying, I am the pathway to the door because I am the highest among men who is nailed to the cross. I am the one who reveals the first leader of strength, who washes mankind through the cross. And I am the one who reveals the inner room by way of my nailed hands that wash. This is Hebrew. Might want to take that law pill now. Because the best way for you not to get this simple truth is you need to take the little pill now. You can take it with water, it's fine. You can even take it with living water. Satan just wants that thing in your system. Because you're going to forget this in 10 minutes. And it will do nothing for you. It'd be like throwing seeds on a hardened pathway that's what it'll do nothing you cannot take this law pill and understand truth that'll set you free because the truth that sets you free is fulfilled law if you mix it with law you're going to lose it 
Satan has done a masterful job at that. So as Jesus was dealing with the Pharisees on this whole thing, John 5, 39 and 40, he was communicating to them, basically, you think you're getting vita from this, from the law. But I'm here to tell you, you're looking at vita. And the only way for you to take this pill is you're going to have to die. You're going to have to die to yourself. You're going to have to die to your old nature. You're going to have to die to the old man. You're going to have to die. Or you're not getting this supplement. There is only one way to the Father, and that is through this Vita men. And if you do not take me into your life and ingest me into your life, you are going to remain as a child of your father, Satan. And that's what he said to them. So those who believe in the vital life purpose of the law promote the worst kind of legalism. That's what you got to remember. If you take your white pill in the morning, tomorrow morning, you're going to be legalistic that day. That's it. You may cover your legalism in education. You may cover your legalism in, in, in you know, the perfumes of the world. But it's legalism. No matter how you dress it up, it's legalism. Anyone who offers an answer and doesn't include Jesus Christ in that answer is a legalist. They're a take-this-pill kind of person. We live in a society that says, take a pill. Do we not? Of course we do. Satan has built a system that keeps people away from hearing this truth. And that's why I can almost guarantee you that most of our listeners are going to forget this before they eat their hamburgers. It's too much. It's legal legalism. Likewise, it is not the most vital purpose of divine law to produce divine righteousness or life in man, either as spiritual condition or behavior expression. There is behavioral expression from taking the pill but it, it's not life it's replicated behavior of the character of God which is what we've been preaching on righteousness comes only from God on the basis of faith which is told to us is where do we get our faith from Jesus I have been crucified with Christ nevertheless I live yet not I but the life of Christ who lives in me and even with that folks by the way I live by the faith of the Son of God see he provides everything everything needed to ingest him as the vita of your entire life Here's some scriptures. Those of you who are listening online, it'd be a good idea to open up the PDF to look at these slides so you can get a lot of the details we're not covering in the audio. But these are the scriptures that talk about the futility of trying to find life in a white pill called the law. There's only life in 
Jesus Christ. Here's three, four points that we want to keep in mind as we move forward in future teachings. Number one, rather than producing righteousness, the law only brings about guilt, condemnation, ultimately, beyond God's wrath, is death. Permanent death. You see, indwell believers only have to go through one death. Unbelievers, unsaved people, have to go through two deaths. Our first death is our physical death. Our second death, if we're not indwelt by Jesus Christ, is condemnation forever. You will live a sense of death, gasping for air forever. I have heart failure. I know that feeling of gasping for air I can't get. It's a horrible feeling to suffocate. And that is what an unbeliever is going to experience for eternity. It's horrific. So Jewish religion thought there was a vital purpose, life purpose for the law. So they built a complete system around that idea wrong answer not a good thing to do number three if they were right about the law then Jesus was not even needed well why did he come the law was doing fine all on its own the law was producing some very evil people and will continue to the number one thing that humans fight is you can't tell me what to do I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm finished with this. No, you're not. Whether you go, na, 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 it doesn't matter. It's not going to change the structure that God has in place for you to face the truth. Won't affect it at all. Not one single bit. Number four, if they were right, then the law failed. In the purpose, which means God failed in his purpose of using the law to lead people to Jesus. He failed. You think of that when you take your little pill in the morning. You are telling God you are a failure. When you try to change someone's behavior tomorrow or tonight, you are saying to God, you are a failure. That's the covert confession. You're calling God a failure. Yeah, uh-oh is right. We don't want to edit that one out. Here's our identity matter statement for today. God did what he what he intended to do with the law of the Old Testament. The law came in, as Romans 5.20 tells us, to world history, was added, Galatians 3.19, into divine history with Moses, received the tablets on Mount Sinai. It was the only way until the seed of Jesus, the seed of righteousness, was given to us. It had to stay in place to lead us to Jesus. So, 
it needs to stay in place and it will stay in place until the last soul is judged on the last human day because judgment lasts a thousand years but one day is as a thousand years and that's why the scriptures use the term day of judgment it's a thousand years for humans but it's one day for God it's going to take him one day to go through judging every human that ever took a breath that last person who who is standing there and receiving judgment you need to understand the book that is open in front of the lion of judah is the law that is what is used to look at them and say have you measured up to this book yes or no don't give me any evil answers yes or no have you fulfilled this yes or no I can stand there and say yes I have in Christ do you understand that you being in Christ you'll be able to stand there and say yes father I've fulfilled it in my life in Christ good answer Stephen you go to the right you see the next person that comes up that does not have Vita inside their life and he says yes or no did you fulfill this they're gonna have supernatural understanding not one thought of deception and manipulation that some of you use often is gonna work they're gonna have clarity of mind for the first time they're gonna hear the line of Judah with that challenge that yes or no and they're gonna say no I was not able to fulfill it you go to the left after that last person goes through that the book of the law will close. So you gracilistic teachers out there who are trying to convince me every single week that the law is done, the law is finished, and it has no purpose since Jesus died on the cross, you are only clinging to half of the gospel because that makes God impotent on judgment day. And I'm not about to say that. The law is alive and well and it will be for eternity because it's the character of our Abba. This resource has been presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. For more information about our ministries, visit us online at IOMAmerica.org. That's IOMAmerica.org.